Welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast. Our topic tonight is a Neil Young retrospective by looking at four of his albums. Let me take a, uh, let's check in on the panel tonight. Uh, Kevin, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, thanks. I um, Tonight, I'm going to be doing Tonight's the Night. Tonight's the Young, Night. Which I yes. freaking loved. Anyway. Oh, yeah. It's a thick album for sure. Um so what's been going on in your life, Kevin? You've been watching anything so, or listening to anything? Yes. I have been listening to a lot of MF Doom um, in Great. addition to Neil Young. Um, just him, his death being announced on New Year's kind of kicked in something where I went back to, I don't know, three or four seminal albums and have just played the crap out of them. Um, so, and that's been fun. So, Kevin, his death wasn't announced until New Year's? He passed, apparently, on Halloween. Right. And his family announced it on New Year's, yeah. Wow. Um, which is very Doom-like in the it is. legend doom. that this guy so, created for himself. Yes. I don't know. It, was, it wasn't uh, very old so either. Been, he was like 49, right? Yeah. Um, oh my no, God, I'm 40. Old. Like our age. I mean, right. this was a guy that, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he he started in the kind of the golden era of rap in the uh, the mid 90s. and The golden. See, and that's my, that's. Yeah, so thing. listen to a lot of that stuff lately. MF it's Doom. A uh, couple of weeks, yeah. A couple of weeks. MF Doom and yeah. then also his aliases, Victor Vaughn. Um, uh, you know, and some of those other projects, uh, Danger Doom with uh, Danger Mouse, uh, Danger yeah, Danger Mouse. Yeah. Um, oh, it's incredible, Danger Mouse, yeah, out a year after uh, Mad Villain. Hmm. So, yeah, fun stuff. Um, cool, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, so, um, excellent. It's been, uh, and then trying to, uh, you know. Stay one step ahead of the COVID, like everybody else on this planet. Uh, so, did you not uh, get this? Hanging in there. I got the first dose. Got the first um, dose. So another one. First coming. dose. I got a couple, a uh, couple weeks to uh, stay careful. Um, until so, I what kind? Dose. Did you have any side effects or none whatsoever? No um, shit. But I did talk to people who did. Okay. Um, some of my coworkers and I discussed that. Right. Um, some people. Uh, one person reported to me that they did get the flu about three days later. Okay. Or, or at least flu-like symptoms. Sure. So I think the thing that's, you know, rightfully scares a lot of people about this is it seems to kind of affect everyone differently. Right. You know, and right. so right. you don't know what you don't know. And right. that's um, that's very scary to a lot of people. Totally. So it's uh, it's somber um, in that Hopefully way. And music is well, it's been a blanket, you know. Right. Um, blank. Uh, being able to wrap myself in in good music and kind of appreciating the art of artists uh, has been, yeah, it's been a nice coping mechanism. Sure. With a lot of the stressful times. I mean, one of my top coping mechanisms. Through hey, Rob, this, how you doing, man? I'm good. Hi. I'm I'm good. Cool, yeah, I've man. been I've been piping up, so I might as well uh, introduce what's up, you guys. Yourself. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've done this, so I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I shouldn't be going out of order, so I'm. No, you are. Yeah, you're in order. Go ahead. Am I? Yeah. Not, not really. Because did 
did Jed and oh, oh that, uh, that's anyway. right. We're doing it. We're doing it in that. So, Forget so it. Me, it just ran down the. Uh, let me say, so hey, go ahead. And what are you doing tonight? Uh, so I am doing yeah. Mirrorball, which was recorded in '95 uh, yes. with Pearl Jam, and just to give you a little background, um, I've been a OG Pearl Jam fan for well since like ninety ninety one, and it, it kind of turned sour on him. And I listened to this record, and outside of ten in verses, this one is up there, man. Jesus Christ, is it? Good. I was actually really surprised by this album, to tell you the truth. Uh, I didn't expect a whole lot. Yeah, However, I, uh, too. I think it made both bands sound better. Both, it, yeah, that's better. what I'm saying. And so, I mean, the combination of them yeah. sounded better than either one of them did individually. It was right. wild. So hang on, it's for a perfect the pairing. Ball. Yeah, hang on for the mirror ball review. And yeah, uh, so and so I've been up to like music wise, and I don't mean to change the subject. No, go ahead, man. Been to Mirrorball too much because um, Jed hasn't even talked about what he's talking about. So, We're perfectly right on time. Hey, Jed. It's all good. Hey, hey Jed. Yeah. Hey, just, Jed. How you doing, dude? Sorry, out. I didn't. Cool. I'm I'm doing great. Oh no, I wasn't chiming in. So like, back Rob anyways, I just didn't I want to get to everyone. That's cool. Up to. So Rob, been like tell, weeks. Me, tell me. It's been weeks. I haven't, talk, I haven't I talked. Ju- it's been weeks and I just didn't want to neglect Jed. Um, but I've been listening to, ironically enough, um, a little bit of MF Doom because Kevin is like my my captain. Blowing up your phones. Ca- captain, oh captain. <laughs> Sorry guys. And again, I, I know I've talked about this before, but having... Kevin Foss as a friend is just a, a tsunami of music and it's wonderful if you like tsunamis of music. But anyways, I've been listening to strangely enough a lot. And I've talked to you guys about this. Emerson, Lake and Palmer, Jesus Christ. It's welcome fucking, to the show. Welcome to the show. Prog rock masters. Yeah, Dude, they, they I, I mean, trilogy. Trilogy, I can't stop listening to, and it's got like the song of the album. So many, no, the album, um, but the songs fucking awesome too. They, they they've got so many things like intertwined going on, and I I very folks, weird I was beats. not familiar. Absolutely, I was not very familiar with like in Palmer outside of like the three songs that they play on classic rock radio. So I just was, I heard um, from the beginning during A to Z on the drive. And I was on like, man, drive. I love this song. And every time I hear it, which, which is, not is often, Chicago's like, cool classic rock, by the way. Correct. Radio station. Uh, I'm, I'm like, man, I need to listen to some Emerson, Lake and Palmer. So I found that song, what album it was. And I, Listen to that album, and I Hold was down. blown away. Hold down, unbelievable, dude. Yeah, the sheriff. I mean, come on. And it almost like some of that stuff is similar to like Elton John Tumbleweed Connection, but it was it preceded Elton John Tumbleweed Connection. You got like three British guys, three British proggy guys playing like a a country kind British? of story. I to they're Canadian. Yeah. No, they're okay. they're British. Yeah. All right. So fantastic stuff. But I've been loving it. And um what else am I? Oh, Kevin introduced me to this great freaking tune. And we love Aussie Psych, by the way, folks. Obviously, you know that. Yeah, I did not uh, hit that. Mount Mountain. Yeah, I haven't good. gotten Mount, to take Mount, a look at this. Good yet. shit. Yeah. It's proggy and yeah, just nice. one of those Aussie psych bands that you know clearly have a lot of Sound alikes, but um, Rob and I thought they sounded like Cows of Sweet and and Papier. Oh, I mean, cool. for yeah, both of them. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're really yeah. fucking cool. That's cool, True. yeah. They nice, yeah, it's Australian psych that sounded a little Cows of Sweet, who sounds like so many other bands at the same time, sure. To that, that song homage by Cows of Sweet, for Christ's sake, it could be a pumpkins tune. For Christ. Well, it's like I the mean, pumpkins it, meet the almond brothers it, meets Leonard Skinner somehow. And it's right. like, how'd you get this all together? Some mimicry of uh 
Oh, it, it's it, pretty it, pretty amazing. You ever check those out, Chad? Um, cause it, we should no, like you guys just let rattled off like two or three people I'm not familiar with, which is surprising. Kazasui, yeah, who you need to check out. It's like a Norwegian prog, or I will say Swedish, Nordic, Nordic right? Prog Nordic band. prog, Kevin. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of I American mimicry in there. Yeah, okay. it's some sort of maybe weird. Maybe I did. Maybe I, Kevin might have sent them that to me a little while back. It's hard to keep and up with it until the end of the episode. <laughs> there, there's, and there's a second. He's gonna see. Yeah, he's gonna a, send it to me right now. Uh, just turn off your phone. But that's awesome. I love second one. I love like one of my. I I love having the opportunity. This week has been crazy busy for me, and I have got. I've been trying to like listen very lightly to things. So like, I have been listening to a lot of MF Doom. I had a road trip on the second. I went up and got my first tattoo in Minneapolis. Um, Ever first tattoo ever. ever. So yeah, I was like, I used it as like an excuse to, you know, escape for the for a day and a half. By yourself, by myself, what is it? and drive. It's oh, a uh, like I love it's a tribute. I'm not sure if we can, if you'll be able to see it, but we can, we could try. It's a, uh, it's on your left or right on the podcast. No, you won't be able to see it on the podcast. But these guys, we'll might. describe it, it. unless they get the gold membership. We'll describe it in great detail. Oh my god, that's fucking cool. Is that a man loving a woman? Wow, is that Boba Fett? It's my it's my parents on two dogs uh, doing three D rendering like a a stereo <laughs> rendering uh, of them on roller skates because they were nineteen sixty one national roller skating champions. Get and, uh, the fuck like out of here! Like a photograph. Oh, that's and, uh, you know, like they're getting up in age, Are and you? I wanted to like. I've wanted to get like something like this, you know, some form of this tattoo for like 25 years. And I was like, holy shit, I'm 40. And I've wanted this for like 25 years. Like this is, yeah, I got to so get, get on this. I, right. All this shit I've been like putting if, off. I got to jump on it. Like, cause it goes <laughs> fast. And I know I'm like the youngest person here. And I'm like, it is just like hit me yeah. this year that just disappeared. Totally. It does. That's an amazing this year was tribute. literally just gone. And I was like, you're a good son. It. We're all pretty. You're amazing. a good son, Jed. <laughs> oh, and did we skate? So this is Dude, my mom, like is, my mom heart <laughs> tattoo. You know, that is one of the coolest fucking things I've ever heard in my life. Your parents yeah. were the roller skating champions. Yes, roller and roller dance. Ma- oh my god! My album tonight is uh, the 1972 album Harvest, which is like. Is it, is it the, like the the Make You Famous album, Kev? I'm not really. I think so. It Pretty seems much. Like it made him yeah. famous, but it it's made the him one huge. that's like, yeah, just like yeah. Bi- it's like the big like, yeah, kind of it blew up blow up album, yeah, and it blew uh, up. and that's like certainly the one I was introduced to. It's like all of the songs that I knew first. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. And yeah, like absolutely. So it's like, yeah, it's that's that one. If you don't know much of anything about him, like you still know these songs for sure, for sure. And, uh, yeah, my journey to like getting to like refreshing myself on what I know about him and learning more was uh, was pretty great. So, what's your uh, familiarity with Neil Young, Jeff? Um, you know, like I, I think it's interesting because it's different than ours, or you know, it's different than say mine and Kevin. Yeah, I mean, my exposure was pretty minimal. Like listening to like Harvest in a driving around in a car in high school was probably yeah, like right, and listening to it on the radio which was like also what I would figure these songs would be. But um, yeah, some of them, but yeah, there are other songs. I mean, like there are songs that definitely, and I think all of these, I think he has kind of a rhythm to, to his recording or how, how the album is like a a process in the, in the, in the system. And I, I find myself really, really enjoying like from the middle to back half of, you know, most of his albums and the first like few are like the ones that are like, not that I don't care for it. It's uh, I think it's, I, I, it reminded me so much of like learning about Bob Dylan and like kind of this like poetry, you know, like musical poetry stuff. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and like, that's kind of where I was like deep into was the Bob Dylan side of things. And, uh, 
Are you talking about the first two tracks you didn't care for? Is that what you? No, it wasn't that I don't care for it. It's uh, no, not at all. It's it's a part of that was I was talking about his process, which was like, oh okay, just sort of like I I find a pattern of like his slower, more uh, folk, more more folk, yeah, more folk, and then he like gets more jammy and like rocking like as it goes on. I don't know if that's Absolutely. the case. It seemed like it was the so case you, in all these. You want to hear a funny story about like the, uh, um, his like crossover folk kind of rock thing was one of the big wedges in Crosby Stills, Stills Nash and Young was him and Stephen Stills is right. Yeah. Um, would argue and say yeah. like for control and and he'd say he wants to play folk in a rock band. Which it's two alpha dogs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Two alpha dogs. I mean, it's, I think, I guess I'm, I'm curious to hear from you guys, you know, Andrew and I, we go way back on Neil Young and and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I guess I'm curious to hear from you guys what that journey sounded like to, to people who weren't as familiar with maybe some of the other stuff especially sure. like what came after harvest. Right. So what, yeah. What, what was yours, Rob? Mine. I mean, my, there. my, my exposure with Neil Young was pretty peripheral. I mean, considering like my, what I listen to music constantly, but he's somebody that I've never really dug deep into, sure. but and and there's a caveat. What? I there's this Neil Young live at the BBC, kind of just like Neil Young plays Neil Young, right? And it's right. from like mm-hmm. 1971, maybe something like that. And it's just yeah, him. the early yeah. That's when a ton of those guitar, BBC right? tapes came out. It, they're and they're amazing. Um, yes. but he, it's just him and his guitar and his harmonica, and he'll tell short haircut probably, super long hair, right? Um, and he'll talk in between a couple songs and I've watched that for years, probably 10 years on YouTube because it's one of my favorite acoustic live things that I've ever watched. There's one also with, uh, James Taylor, the same, same show, same deal, fucking amazing. But anyways, back to Neil Young, but he does a rendition of old man, which is on Jed's album harvest. And it is the most moving acoustic tune I swear I've ever heard. I mean, like the power. And he said, this is a new one that I've written about a man that oh, is the caretaker is, yeah. or, or, for, or like for, foreman of a ranch caretaker. that I own yeah. in, in California. And he goes, I don't know if you have those here, but they're called caretakers or ranch hands. And he's like, and I wrote this for him. And then he plays old man and it's, you got to watch it. It's fucking awesome. Like it'll bring me to tears once a year for Christ's sake. kick ass and so that say that being said one of my favorite live videos like of music i did other than that my exposure to neil young was very minimal um and this blew me away and i love it because there's mountains of it right and i can dig into it like i don't know it so it's like it's new to me, just like years back with old Genesis. I didn't know that shit. So it was like all new to me. I was like, holy shit. Right. So I I love these exercises. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. He'll be back. He'll be back. So one of the me? things, yeah, well, at, one of the things I can talk about um, until Jed gets back is the way that Andrew and I kind of had bonded over this uh this the history of Neil Young in some way. Okay. Like I had um 
I had bought a book by the name of Shaky that was written by like a Neil Young super fan. Wasn't that basically. wasn't that one of his aliases was Shaky or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was given some credits on some of the albums as Bernard Sh- Shaky. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yes, yeah. and so. I had read this book when I was traveling uh, before I got married, when I okay. went over to Amsterdam to visit. So uh, this is years our ago. Our mutual yeah. friend Jay, like, Jesus Christ, 17 years ago. I had to um, be more than that. It's 2003. 2003. It was, oh, no it was spring of 2003, right before the Iraq war started. Okay. Um, because I was able to bring some, uh, uh, the like, uh, yeah, I was just, I, uh, like, I was able to bring some cheer um, sure. and then right after it, bad, bad news, you know, uh, right. the world changed on some level, but I got totally. married and it was all good. But, um, <laughs> but I read that book. It was uh, it was a, like, it was kind of a constant companion. And what it taught me is that you can really be a completist for Neil Young. Like there's a ton of different rabbit holes to go yes. down. And yes. it was already, kind of there with the dead and fish. Okay. And so I was like, Ooh, I I love a lot of this, but I just, I can't go all the way down that rabbit hole. Like I, I mean, there's a, you know, there's archives online now. I will tell you though that that like for me, where I learned a lot of money. And then I share the book with Andrew. (laughs) Right. Oh, and and then actually, so I read, so I read shaky too. And it was an amazing, uh, I mean, tons of just the detail, late right? night interviews with Neil on his on on his tour bus, Pocahontas. Okay, and uh, and it's called and Pocahontas. That's his tour bus's name. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, in any case, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty. I would say honest from Neil. I mean, okay. it's definitely a document. He seems like record. a straight up dude. He's a like straight he's up dude gonna, yeah. in almost like a program quirky way. Like, you know, he can't sure. really help but be somewhat straight up, you know. Well, and, and the, the level of details, right, fun. Andrew? The yeah. conversations? Yeah. Because it's not just him, too. Like, they talk to his dad at times, and there's, I mean. His dad is in front of the mic. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's a, just a ton of detail in this book, and it's, it's a great way to to kind of, I don't know, dive down a, a certain rabbit hole to just give some context into the recording of these albums. Oh, and some yeah. Of the songs and the life that he was going through during that time. And, and Which so, is nuts. Was the nuts. crazy right? The crazy yeah. thing is that I, I had no idea. He had released an album in some capacity, recorded a record, if it was with a band, solo, whatever, from 1967 to 1982 every damn year. Uh, and yeah, I, yeah, I could yeah. be 67, I, mean, I know is correct. For sure. 80, 82 might be off a year or two either way, but it was a huge chunk of time that he released a record every year. And, you know, I, I don't know if, if you guys had seen this, but they talked about his ditch years. And I guess it's like a section of three albums. In one of those albums yeah. was your album, Kevin. And Tonight's when I listen yeah. tonight's yeah, night, the Ditch Trilogy, sure. There you yeah. go. And yeah, and 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 that refers to what he said that what was his number one hit? He had one top forty hit. I can't remember where it, what it was, but he said that song put me in the middle of the road, and I didn't like it there. Oh after yeah, a while. that's where he gained his stardom. So I, so I, so I went into the ditch and it was a little bit rougher, but I met a lot cooler people or something like that. It yeah, was that's what he so said. fucking cool. So people called those three records, the ditch records and your record was one of them. And I fucking loved it. Kevin Foss. So what else do you like about it? So like the thing with tonight's night, I, number one, I didn't know Nils Lofgren was in, uh, crazy. Isn't that course. cool? Yeah. Dude, the, it, that and the E Street Band? Right. Exactly. So he says at one point in the second or third track on the record, take it, Nils. And I was like, that's got to be Nils Lofgren. So then, of mm-hmm. course, I was listening for that. But the, and tell me this, is is that like recorded 
in a studio live band style because it sure yeah. sounds that. Yeah, way. it so was. Base, so the the story the story was that basically they would just kind of get drunk, smoke pot, shoot pool all night, right? And then at about two three in the morning, they just get the recorder going and just start playing. Basically, no you know. kidding. Trying to hit this yeah. exact sound. You know, yep. almost technically trying to hit an inexact sound. Gotcha. Like trying to, almost trying to make it imperfect. Right. Like make it sound jangly, jangly or from a saloon sure. or, you know, obviously it was country type. So, right. so yeah. We play both yeah. types, country and Western. Yeah. So, slide guitar you know, present. The other thing about Nils Lofgren that I learned in this whole process, Rob, is yeah. that he wrote. And you'll be, uh, you should be impressed by this too, Andrew. He wrote the, uh, the, the theme song to the TV show Hunter. No. Can you believe that? Yes. Really? <laughs> no That's cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Maybe weave that into, uh, you know, maybe uh, we can hear a little soundbite of that. Andrew. Right. Uh, was it like TV show Hunter? That was- that's, that's Knight Rider. Yeah. Right? I think so. So. I, think so. I bet we could dig it up. Those things are burned in my brain, right? The Thursday and Friday night NBC. Fred Dwyer was Hunter. Yes. Wow. Former, Former LA, LA Ram. Ram. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Are you Very kidding soon. me? No. I didn't and, know uh, that. Exactly. No. Yeah. He played uh, next to Bubba Smith, didn't he? Right? Wow. Could not tell you. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. Uh, Merlin so, Olson. Ba- so back to Neil. Maybe that was it. Maybe it was Merlin. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to lose sight of Harvest and, and hopefully Jed can join us again. But again, like back to that. Um, okay. Yeah. So it, if you think, well, if you think about the fact that Harvest already was dealing with loss, right? Exactly. Needle and the damage done. I sing the song because I love the man. I know that some of you don't understand. Milk, blood to keep from running out. I've seen the Right. One of his bandmates had that had basically that was Danny Witten. Right. And in the story goes that he was a member of Crazy Horse. He couldn't hold it together. Was he the drummer? Um, No, guitar and singer. Okay. He was. Yeah. He. Basically, the recording of Come On, Baby, Let's Go Downtown on Tonight's the Night yeah. is from 1970 Okay, with Danny Witten singing. Like, But yeah, w- go on. He couldn't so, hold his shit together. So he couldn't hold his shit together, and which is, uh, and I say that in like the most um, deprecating sort of way. Like he, uh, I'm not like- He was I'm a not, heroin. He I'm, was a junkie. I'm not yeah. holding, I'm not holding heroin. him. Like I'm not looking down on him for it because- No, it's, it's, we're just calling it out. But, That's what it right. is. But he couldn't play his part because he was too fucked up. And Neil took him aside and he's like, dude, you got to go back to LA. You, you can't hold it together. This isn't working. And the freaking LA corner called Neil Young that night and said he- Fucking OD, dude. Can you imagine the fucking guilt? And obviously, Neil Young said yeah. he felt guilt for it, but and it's not his fault. It's not. And so, exactly. So that's what the needle and the damage done is Correct. about. And then, then song. his roadie, his guitar tech, Correct. Bruce Barry, also dies. And right. so, you know. This album was recorded right on the heels of that and then shelved for a couple of years before it was actually released. Correct. Like his, his label, he held on to it. His label wouldn't let him release it because they thought it sounded too dark. Right. But I thought it sounded like he was playing in my living room 
or in my it, ears because I listen to it on headphones. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, some of the songs yeah. on it are dark. Oh yeah, yeah. But I like uh, and that's I that like sound it. though is David Briggs. Like that's his sound guy. Is, you know, and is, and that's him pushing all that stuff up front. Producer right, or right where it should be. Like producer, um, engineer, the sound guy. He's the guy that makes Neil sound like Neil. Right. Gotcha. Andrew, there's all those stories about him in the book. He's kind of a crazy dude. What's his right? name? David Briggs, the sound guy, the yeah. producer. Yeah. Got it. That yeah. Neil has worked with historically. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, pretty much down the line. He's the one who also claims that uh, there's an original tonight is, is tonight's the night, like an original yes. one that was mastered and put together and, uh, and scrapped or shelved scrapped because it was just hardcore rough. Wow. And, yeah. And uh, supposedly it exists and Neil's aware of it. And someday it might come out. But I think it would be a pretty interesting listen. Um, For sure. Because, I mean, the album itself is so intriguing. And, you know, you know, the, the album is, is so textured and layered in between like these intricate kind of acoustic deals and then like. Right just the turn the amp up all the way possible, you know, yes. maximum distortion, you know, right. the Godfather of grunge, right? For sure. So it's, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I think about, okay. You know, the, the big, the front half of that um, album kind of like right up until come on, baby, let's go downtown. And then it gets it, it, like, it's loud, right? Sure. It's kind of, you right. know, bluesy and there's the piano rag and well, all that kind of stuff. And like, and shaky then a little bit, you start getting a little then, bit of that shaky in there. Well, and then it gets like, then it really hits, right? Like right. You get Mellow I mean, it's My all Mind, intense. Roll another number, Albuquerque. The Albuquerque's like, great. Fish uh, tired eyes, right? Like, uh, right. think about. So, um, we were all there, right? Alpine '98 in the lawn or in the pavilion somewhere when they busted that out at the end right. of that second Albuquerque. set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? Uh, well, I think um, I saw it a few times, but yeah. Um. um yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was hauntingly beautiful. I mean, it's all about getting arrested, and you know, it's not good. Uh. But actually, I might be thinking of a different song. I don't know. Yeah. So let's. So, so what record was? Maybe it was on Harvest. Is that Al- Alabama? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yes. And that was was that not like a wasn't that like a political piece about? It wasn't too political, but uh, it provoked a response from Leonard Skinnerd. In that right, right. Neil Young, don't Southern man, don't need you around anyhow. And uh, and that's an excerpt from Sweet Home Alabama, correct? Yeah, yeah. got it. And yeah. but yes. they've uh, apparently they've said in in Ronnie Van Sant was wearing a Neil Young T-shirt on the cover of one of their records. So um, he was also Neil, buried. Yeah, he was buried in well, tonight's the night T-shirt. Well, and, <laughs> get uh, the hell out of here! No. Uh, yeah, no, they were serious. No, they were friends. Yes. Check this out. What I learned today is um, on Andrew's album, The Live Rust, yes. um, is that song, Lot of Love. Yep. Oh, right? that was recorded by a female that he gave the song to. Nicolette Larson. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. But also, he didn't want to record it. He actually tried to give it to Stevie Van Zandt. No shit to record or with is it Ronnie or Steve? I think it's whatever. Ronnie. Yeah. yeah, with the guy record. who died like two days before the plane crash. He tried to give him that song like two days before the plane crash. Yeah, and and, and he's quoted as saying, "I love Leonard Skinner," which is freaking awesome. I mean, yeah, obviously, I don't think there's any. He also said he, he like I definitely deserve that retort from them. He's like, "Yeah, I was I was out of line." Sure. Kind of, a, kind of a rapper thing to do, kind of to this. Totally. And and two iconic fucking songs. So if you guys want to move a little bit to Mirrorball, um, let's move back forward to that. Bit. I tell you what, let's take a Go ahead. break here on the okay. Music Challenge podcast. And uh, we're just going to give you a few minutes. And uh, we're going to jump into Mirrorball uh, after this break. And uh, we hope you stick around for us. So um, 
I want to mention. Yeah, smoke them if you got them, people. Smoke them if you got them. I want to mention, you guys have given us nine five-star ratings recently on Apple. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. We love you. We love you listening to us. We love you. Nine five-star albums. And please tell us what else you'd like us to talk about on social media channels. Andrew, what are they? Uh, The music, uh, we're about to tell you, but however, I'll just mention them real quick. You can go to Facebook.com, just search Music Challenge Podcast, and you will find our page where we are putting up all types of interesting information about bands and other types of things. And, uh, you know, it's all music oriented. Also, uh, email musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Email us show thoughts, show ideas, personal insults, whatever you feel like. Formative Um, for. Slinging stuff, formative for. Um, We want to hear from you. And I got to admit, we now have a YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Music Challenge Pod and you will stumble upon the video editions of the last three episodes of the Music Challenge That's awesome. So you can see our ugly mugs. Actually, it's not the Zoom video. Okay. Uh, That's just too controversial. (laughs) Because I can't can't edit that down like I do the episodes. I I guess. Your headband uh, is just, it's too good for YouTube. Yeah. It's uh, really, I mean, it's it's some episodes, yes, some episodes, no. So uh, we'll we'll get down to that. But if you're a YouTube type person, go check it out at uh, YouTube and uh, search Music Challenge Pod. Um, In any case. So let's go out with Albuquerque. There we go. Go out with Albuquerque. Let's go out with Albuquerque. All right. We'll be back in just a few seconds. Uh, Here's Albuquerque, and uh, we'll be discussing Mirrorball next. Bye. This is Andrew, one of the hosts from the Music Challenge Podcast, and I want to tell you how you can help us bring you more awesome music commentary episodes. You can subscribe in the listening app of your choice, or you can share this episode with someone you think might dig it. Uh, Please leave a rating and review for us on the listening app of your choice. That's a great way for regular listeners to be involved and let us hear from you. You can get in touch with us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Or check us out on Facebook. Just search Music Challenge Pod and like us to follow us. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. We hope you enjoy the Music Challenge Podcast and thanks for listening. to the music challenge podcast uh you have just been listening to peace and love off of mirrorball so 
Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Rob, you gave me your ball hey, spin. Guys. We all gave me your ball spin. Uh, I did. Yes. We did. And yes. again, um, I'm not 100% on this, but another one of these records that I feel like was recorded live in a studio, or at least it actually sound. was. It, okay. I'm 100% sure on that. So he's got a he's got an act for that, but yes. to add Pearl Jam to that in '95, which aren't they the perfect backing band? Absolutely, yeah. and and that was kind of his thing, right? Like he would play with folks, and then they would have a groove or whatever, and he'd be like, "Hey, do you want to play on my next tour?" And people, like obviously, bands would be like, "Fuck yeah, we'll Sonic play. Youth, we'll be Neil Young, exactly." So, Godfather of grunge, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, um, they had done that a few times and then apparently wanted to record this record. And, it, and it's fucking great. I mean, um, we, we talked about this going in into the break, but um, both of them at their peak in this and it, it you know, one inspiring the other. Um, true. You got any favorites? I I wish I could remember the second to the last track. On the yeah, that's the track I like. I it. That's my favorite it, track. Amazing. Yeah, I'll pull it up here. Eight, nine, Scenery. Also partial to the one before. Throw your hatred down. I mean, I think it's uh, you the know, last half of the album is awesome, right? I mean, they it's like they open the throttle. I mean, they sound like um, kind of a younger version of Crazy Horse, if that makes sure. sense. Sure, um, a lot more but choppy. They still sound like Pearl Jam too. Yeah, they do. But and right and yeah, Mike McCre- without being too flashy though, for right? sure. Absolutely. No, and you don't they didn't outdo like, them. They didn't outdo them. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they didn't like overexcel. Yeah. Correct. But I'll tell you what, McCready always stands out to me too. Um, and his side projects are so cool because the dude's got like some tone. And he, He's got an amazing about, like, tone. I mean, you just hear him. I mean, like once he starts wailing. Mad, mad season, his bluesy tone there. And then this is like... I can do Neil Young, you know, or I can mm-hmm. back Neil Young, which is freaking awesome. Right. Yeah. I mean, they really, they're, it's the perfect, it's like the perfect musical marriage, you know, like I can imagine them all wearing flannels um, <laughs> recording this right. album, you know, um, right. recording the tracks live, Neil just saying, ah, all right, here's, we're going to do this one. Boom. And roll the tape and, and record these things and, you know, Pearl Jam, you know, taking it, taking it that extra notch. I mean, it was definitely songs are really good. under Neil Young's songwriting oversight, but skill set. But, but yeah. Yeah. But Pearl Jam Jeff definitely made the shape of the album, you know, like For not sure. Pearl Jam because there's really no Eddie Vedder on the album that, that's discernible. I mean, right. he's, he's in but, like two songs, but I can't even, I never even heard him. Um, so, uh, it's the rest of Pearl Jam, which the thing is, I think he, that's really cool to tell you the truth. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Cause instrumentally, I mean, you know, what Neil Young did, did a lot of was just lay down this wall of sound and they were able to operate behind it. And, and it really was, I, I mean, I was really surprised that, you know, I really wanted to listen to the whole album to tell you the truth. For sure. But I did. So, and I, I hit so, that song so I, scenery. So I'll say, I'll just say this out there to everyone. It's like, you think you're not going to like this album? You are going to like this album. So try it out, Mirrorball. Go ahead. Absolutely. So I was going to say, I hit that scenery tune and I listened to it. I was like, damn, that was good. And then I started it over and listened to it again, like immediately. It was freaking amazing. I love yeah. it. Yeah. 
it's they're the perfect backing band and it's such a great testament to what Neil did for those bands in the nineties and just elevated them and elevated himself in the process, you know, by taking all these bands and younger musicians under his grasping and really right. Like yeah. giving them a, uh, giving them a platform, a platform. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and you know, not like Pearl Jam was some unknown band, but the fact that they, held Neil in such high regard that they were willing to just kind of be his, you know, his conduit for sure. It's an amazing Testament to how legendary the man is in. Yeah. Yeah. I think Neil Young threw him a bone right there. It was like, no, like, like, I mean, even, uh, you know, this one dude from Pearl Jam, he's like, I'm pretty sure he felt sorry for us. And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) It was deeming. Well, if you think about it, right. If you think about when this album was, um, was created, right. 1995 um, in the summer, this was right when Pearl Jam was at the height of their war against Ticketmaster. Okay. I actually saw them. Yeah. I saw, you know, I saw Pearl Jam uh, play, in uh at soldier field i saw that show my day after the grateful dead played Um, they used their same exact stage right and i mean there's a legendary bootleg of that out there i hope you have it rob i don't i easily acquired yeah just google it it's i mean it's probably on youtube but it's uh you know they uh, wasn't it a yellow ledbetter encore i don't recall god that was that was a lifetime ago yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I have the show on my iTunes and you know, like just amazing um Eddie Vedder being Eddie Vedder in nineteen. So is that your experience? Right. That version of Pearl Jam was so good. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, the first right? four or five years of them and me seeing yeah. and I saw them, I think that was like one of the last early shows I saw. And they were amazing live. Like mm-hmm. awesome, and then I don't know what happened. They changed the way they wrote their songs. I don't know what happened, but anyways, they, to me, yeah, they, they got seemed old. like they got caught in their head a little bit about what they were yeah. supposed to be and what they wanted to be. They were getting in their own way. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Eddie, uh, Eddie became someone else, um, you know, and they didn't have that raw anger that they were playing right from their first, you know, three four albums, and I mean they petered out. Um, after a while, but this was kind of the end of their power. It really uh, first was. burst, like you said, right? And so they brought that with them to this album musically and sonically. And, you know, they harnessed, they harnessed it um, for Neil through this, uh, through this album. It was pretty good. And why wouldn't you? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention, if we can uh, real quick, is, you know, you had mentioned the Ditch Trilogy and I was kind of like, I was stunned because I knew it in my head, but I didn't remember it exactly. And I wanted to just go back to that real quick because it's so important to to Neil's history and Tonight's the Night. But the trilogy itself is Time Fades Away, Tonight's the Night, and On the Beach. And what's so interesting to that is, you know, On the Beach is probably my favorite Neil Young album. Um, I was telling Rob earlier, Andrew, that it's just for me, um, you know, the stories under which that album was created, there's such good stuff there too. And you really, know, if you're getting into Neil Young, like you are, you really need to hear that album and just kind of appreciate, you know, read up some of the Wikipedia, just like the album was made, the entire album was basically made, um, with honey slides um, and just, you know, Google honey slides. And okay. Basically Why don't you throw us a bone here? Understand honey slides are. So basically what they did is they had one of their, uh, one of their crew um, putting uh, honey in a skillet and then just dropping, uh, just dropping flour in there. And what? Yeah. Basically just sipping the honey. And like you said, honey slides. Yeah, and so the entire album was just kind of made under that influence. Wow. And so there's some mellow songs, and you know, it's it's, but it's got, um, yeah, it's got that Neil. It's got an edge, 
it's a Neil album. So songs like Vampire Blues when he's talking about, um, you know, killing the hippies in their cars, and, <laughs> uh, you know, like that sort of stuff. It's, yeah, it, it it's dark. He takes um, on these personas on it, but that, right? Like tonight's the night is really kind of a suicide note without the suicide. I mean, you know, talks about his death and destruction and, you know, and, and you know, I, I don't mean to overstate it, but if you listen to Neil Young, I mean, the lyrics are pretty strong. I mean, uh, you can't really miss that. And hell yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if you really listen to the years, lyrics, it's, Tonight's the Night is a pretty brash album. Um, Tonight's the Night, also the song, which begins and starts off the album, also appears on also appears on Live Rust, which right. uh, is the album that I checked which out. Which we barely got to talking about. Yes, Live Correct. Rust. Thank you right. for it's suggesting a, that. A live culmination of a lot of what we just discussed. Right, right. And it uh, starts out with a nice little uh, acoustic, uh, almost solo set uh, by Neil Young, where he kind of does this traditional Sugar Mountain, old, old man, that kind of stuff. And uh, then it gets blistering. And, uh, I mean, what can you, you know, what do you guys think of it, you know? So, um, the, the value in this album, Andrew, and I'm so grateful that you did it is that it really gave us an opportunity to highlight, <clears throat> pardon me, the crazy horse songs. And what oh, I mean yeah. by that, the live rusty songs of sedan delivery, powder finger, Cortez and hurricane. Like right. That powder finger is incredible. I mean, how about the backup vocals of Crazy Horse? I mean, it was like the secret. It's like Van Halen's secret weapon. Right. I mean, because the <laughs> I mean, they were a doo-wop band before they before they turned into Crazy. Are, are you kidding me? No. Wow. No, yeah, Ralph Molina, Billy Talbot. Yeah, they they were a vocal the band, and yeah, they could they could do it. Um, they could sing, and they helped carry some of those tunes and it's it's great that you mentioned the hey hey my my andrew because he does this a couple of times he does it on tonight's the night and he does it on this album and the thing that's right um uh the thing that he does in hey hey my my is he's got eternal wisdom you know in that song and when you think about johnny rotten Yes, I thought about that. Fucking people. Right? Yeah. Johnny Rotten is now a MAGA nut now, right? Like, and so, a what? you know, Neil's the guy. He's a crazy, uh, Johnny Rotten is a crazy Trump guy. Um, right. Oh, yeah, he is. But yeah. Not anymore. He, um, no, but I mean, he's like, he's that guy. And he aged poorly. And Neil, um, God bless his soul, um, stayed true to himself this whole time and kept being inventive um, at every turn and instead of turning into a bitter old man. Right. So it's one, you know, I, I think we're just, we're like, it's like being alive when Michael Jordan is alive, you know, like Neil Young's that guy. Um, he's you ubiquitous, know, he's kind of. Prolific. In Mount Rushmore, right? Um, right. For sure. Oh, yeah, for our and, time frame, for sure. In the... The live rust um, selection was just a great culmination of his career, and it was great to have a venue to hear all those crazy Some kind of off songs, songs because, which you know the loner, right? Stuff like that, and you know, yes, 
and uh, his version of uh, oh, shit, a lot of love, which is where you get a lot of love. Yes, which, which, you which we talked about earlier, right? Nicolette Larson. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. that song I'll is uh, oozing a lot with, of love. La, 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 la. I listened, I, that was one of those songs, you know how we've talked about those songs that you listen to in the back of your, oh yeah, um, growing up, that was one of those, um, the Nicolette Larson version, you know, they were on the cheesy uh, AM radio, um, maybe, uh, it was huge, it was a one hit, that was one of those songs, it was huge. Uh, And it wasn't until I read the book. That would be called AM Gold. Yes, that was AM Gold. (laughs) Exactly, Rob. And it wasn't until I read Shaky that I even knew um, who that song was written by. It it blew my mind um, because I I I heard that song. It was ubiquitous growing up. Yeah. Um, And Neil Young's version is not all that good. And (laughs) Actually, (laughs) Crazy Horse, I love. So, I mean... It's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess for me, it's what, like I said, it's one of those complicated songs that I listened to growing up. So it's not, um, it's not the version that's ingrained in my brain. So no. it's, it's a little harder for me to listen to. Yeah. I just, I just love the music. crazy horse. The rest of this vocals. album. Oh my God. The rest of this album. I mean, um, I thought the random Jamaican accent in Cortez was a little goofy. Um, sure. yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't used to it. hearing that. He's a little awkward. I mean, I mean, like he's yeah. he's wired a little different than uh, yeah. I mean, your average um, people, much less electrically. Well, did, didn't he have some kind of brain epilepsy. thing at some point in time? He right, um, and he so had he had an aneurysm. Just, yeah, yeah. So he's had a lot of seizures over the years. God bless him. Um, so I think you know he's he's a genius songwriter and he's just a fantastic musician and more importantly i think he's just a you know he's a he's an indelible artist you know he's somebody that we're grateful to be around and his catalog is it's just so wonderful to dive into and if you really want to go down the rabbit hole you can visit his archives and join and have access to every studio session the guy ever did and all of that stuff. It's if you want to be the completest, Neil's, you know, you, you're certainly welcome to go there. I mean, I think Andrew and I know quite a bit, but you know, not nearly as much as some of these other cats. Um, right. I mean, we're fans for sure. Uh, but <laughs> there are some people who are super fans. Yeah. Right. Like the dude who wrote the book, right. Yeah. Um, that we, that we got to read and, and hear all those wonderful conversations. And I will say something about that book, Shaky. It is complete. I mean, it is the guy who does research. So if you're into that type of biography, you know, check it out for sure. Shaky. So yes, indeed. Right. Yes, indeed. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, have we about round this up for Neil Young tonight? I think it seems so. like it. Yeah. The, um, I guess I'll put one plug in for a bootleg though. There's a May of 1974. I want to hear it. Go ahead. From the bottom line in New York. It's like him doing all the on the beach songs live in a club for the first time. It's amazing. No it's kidding. So and he does a couple of his older songs, but it's uh, I mean it's basically like a live on the beach. Um, it's brilliant. It's uh, like I said, May of '74, bottom line, New York City. You can just Google it. It's kind of a you know well known bootleg. It's really fantastic. Though. Right on. Good sound quality and fun. You know, fun period to hear live because it is some of that darker stuff as well yeah and i like that you didn't look like a guy you want to meet in a dark alley um, <laughs> so. especially when he had those chops man yeah well he's got chops now you should see him well, well, well especially because of those chops right on right on right on 
All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the Music Challenge podcast for this week. Uh, Kevin, Rob, got any last words? Listen. Indeed. Thanks for listening to everybody. And uh, thank you for rating us. Please rate us again or tell your friends to rate us. Subscribe. To listen rate, to us. Review. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, I'm going to kick it to you, Rob. Yeah. And uh, send us your formative four. Seriously. Yeah. We're still kind it's of on the formative four. It's almost what we. Uh, it's what we got started with. It's what we got started with. So uh, it's kind of our, uh, it's almost our brand. So we'll check it out. We'll check it out. Send us your formative four. Next person to send me a formative four guarantees I'll put your album on the air. There you go. Right on. Music challenge pod. Do it. At gmail.com. First one to send me one from this moment here on after is going to get a formative album put on the air. Right on. Make it a good one. Yeah. So don't be, gosh, you motherfuckers. You guys better put out a good one or else I'm going to be upset. Or I might just lose that email. You never know. So in any case, uh, thanks for checking out the Music Challenge podcast. And uh, for the rest of the cast, my name is Andrew. And uh, good night. Thank you, guys. Good night. Stay safe. Bye.